Welcome to Midnight Menu Plus One. I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margo Moss. Midnight Menu Plus One is a food lifestyle show on the podcast network, it's neworleans.com. Brought to us tonight by Petite Pet Care. While you're at work or on vacation, you don't have to board your pet. He can stay in the comfort of his own home. For loving care when you're not there, Petite Pet Care. Find them at petitepetcare.com. Now, each week on Midnight Menu Plus One, Margaret and I invite a member of New Orleans restaurant and food community to join us, and we invite them to bring along their own guest, a Plus One. We never know who the Plus One's going to be. Sometimes it's a friend, a neighbor, a family member, a fellow restaurant colleague. Well, tonight, our special guest on Midnight Menu Plus One is Barry Schwartz of My House Nola. We're going to be speaking to her in just a moment. We're here tonight at Chappie's Restaurant at 6106 Magazine Street next to Monkey Hill Bar, where local food meets relaxed dining, available for private functions with a full cocktail bar, extensive wine list, and over 50 beers in the house. Chappie's also caters memorable events at affordable prices. Give Chappie's a call. And hey, be sure to come by on Monday nights for their $10 pork chop, collard greens, and cornbread. That sounds great. What a deal. Hey, did you have any uh, food adventures this week? I'll tell you one of mine. I went to cellar, the Cellar Door. Mm-hmm. Have you heard about that place? It's kind of like, I don't know what you call it, like a speakeasy or gastropub or something. It's, uh, it's, on, it's on Lafayette uh, in the CBD, kind of near um, the Rouses, you know, the downtown Rouses. Uh-huh. And it's just in this quiet, romantic, kind of like, you know, gas-lit street with no cars parked there. And it's in this old, ancient, historic building. And it's just a little tiny sign, but kind of funky. And you go down this alley through this steel gate, and then it just opens up this world. It's great. It's this really kind of uh, dimly lit, kind of cool bar. But uh, the drink- cocktails were amazing, and uh, food was fantastic. I had the best Brussels sprouts I've ever had, better than Langenstein's. <laughs> and... and uh, um, what did I have? I had the, uh, what, was the, what was in the pot pie? It was some strange meat that was in the pot pie. It was delicious, whatever it was. Some unusual protein in the pot pie. But anyway, it was, it was fantastic, and I really, really enjoyed it. I recommend it. Hope we can get them on the show sometime because they were, they were fantastic. How about you? What, what happened to you this week? Well, I went to a restaurant in the Bywater, and uh, I felt very hip. Uh-huh. It was a nice atmosphere. It was You're called. Always hip. <laughs> uh, I was pretending not to be a soccer mom for the <laughs> night. I uh, it was. Did you Franklin. play soccer? You actually yeah, play yeah, soccer? Yeah. Oh boy! Okay. <laughs> My condolences. <buddy. laughs> um, so it was uh, at the the Franklin or Franklin. I uh-huh. don't know if it's the Franklin. Oh but, yeah, I haven't uh, been there yet. How was it? Uh, the atmosphere was great. Nice uh, crowd. The the wait staff was delightful, and uh, the food was nice. All right. Yeah, really cool. enjoyed it. highly myself. recommend it, huh? Yes, absolutely. All right. And I see you got a book that was sent to us. Is that... Oh, yes. Is that Addie's Martin's long-awaited book? Yes, Addie K. Martin and Jeremy Martin that had uh, come on the show. Two of our best guests ever. Yep. This book is called Southeast Louisiana Food, a Seasoned, a seasoned Tradition. Oh, cool. And I'm very excited that it's uh, newly out. All right. Yeah, I've been reading all about this. It's gotten rave reviews. I haven't gotten my own copy yet, but um, this is uh, this really looks amazing. Lots and lots of photos, just nicely packaged, too. That's great. Well, we'll have to have her back maybe to talk about the book again soon. Absolutely. Well, listen, I don't want to delay any further. It's uh, I'm excited. I'm so excited to be having Barry Schwartz of My House NOLA on our show this is the she's the founder and the face of my, my house nola uh, it's the go-to production company for culinary events in new orleans uh able to deliver one to multiple food trucks to your your next event uh very very interesting innovative uh new orleans food entrepreneur 
Very excited to have you here, Barry. Thanks for coming. Thank you. Welcome. Thanks. I'm excited. Now, before we get into the food truck talk, yeah. I would, I'd like to know a little bit about you, uh, where you come from, where you were raised, and uh, yeah. a little bit about uh, how you got to New Orleans. Okay, cool. Um, yeah, I'm from the suburbs of Detroit, Michigan, and I've been in New Orleans for about four years, and I sort of came here randomly. A lot of people said there were similarities between New Orleans and Detroit in the way that it's creative, up-and-coming, um, sort of a place you want to go to figure stuff out. High um, crime. High crime. <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> And musical. Yeah, musical. And yeah, I've landed here and I really didn't know what I was going to do. I had just graduated from college and I was waitressing at Coquette. And oh, one wow. thing happened after another and now I've had this company for over two years. Hmm. Excellent. Did you know Ruby Block there? Yeah, I do oh. know her. Oh, cool, yeah. cool, cool. Okay, yeah, uh-huh. she was one of the early guests on our show when she was uh, just getting started. Oh, when she was a pastry? Yeah, that, yeah, that yeah. Cool. She's great. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love her so much, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So how did you transition from working in the restaurant to food trucks? Yeah. What interested you? So sort of a weird way. Um, I was working as the food runner, so it's sort of like the worst job you can have. (laughs) I was just waiting for the bread to get hot, and usually I would burn it and then bring it out to (laughs) tables and get yelled at. And it was like this funny in-between, like the kitchen and the wait staff. It was like a little bit of back of house and a little bit of front of house. And I became really close with a pastry chef at the time who, her name was Nini, and she actually currently, she's a cook with Dinner Lab. But at the time, she was a pastry cook, but she was from New Orleans East and really good with Vietnamese food and her grandma's recipes. And she said she wanted to put on this big dinner. And at the time, I lived in this house that put on a ton of events. And I was starting to meet people all over New Orleans. And I said, hey, how about we do it together? You can use my house. I'll promote it. Um, we'll figure out how we pay each other after. Let's do like $15 for all you can eat. Wow. And we ended up selling like 60 tickets. Huh. And it was really fun. And after that, I just started getting different chefs at Coquette were like, oh, we want to do this with you. We want to do this with you. And so the name was like, welcome to my house, because every time it was a different cook, they would make it their house. Oh. Sweet. Um, yeah. And I was sort of trying to figure out how I would transition into something else. I realized I loved food, which I always knew, but I realized I could do something with it. And I always wanted to start my own company. So I thought maybe I would start a brunch truck. And I just started interviewing the trucks that were there at the time, which was really only three or four food trucks. And, yeah, I just, my uncle called me and said I was an idiot and I shouldn't own a food truck and (laughs) that I'm really good at putting on events and I should stick to that. And that he lived in Austin and they had a ton of food truck events. And that's sort of how everything started. Neat. Yeah. So you um, coordinated events. And uh, there were, what was your first event? My first food truck festival was outside of the pop-ups. Well, have you heard of Good Work Network on Aretha Castle Haley? Mm-mm. No. They're no. a really awesome nonprofit that provides technical assistance to minority and women-owned businesses. Oh. And they're a really cool resource. And I actually just brought in my business plan to them to help me edit it. 
And it was sort of this serendipitous thing. They're like, hey, we actually want to hire a consultant. We have this vacant property on OC Haley. How about, like, what do you want per hour? Can you do, like, assess the feasibility of a food truck lot? And I was like, whoa, someone's telling me I should do this. So, yeah, it was really perfect. And we put on our first event there with Stacy Head's office in September of 2012. And it went really well. And from there, I just started doing events on my own. Huh. And what what it probably was a little more difficult outside of that location, right? To I mean, how was it to find other locations? Because we've had guests on that yeah. have food trucks, and that was one of their obstacles was um, being able to stay in a location for any amount of time. So yeah, it's a lot about relationships. Um, I mean, the the ordinance has changed since I started yeah. my company, and um, for me. I, None of that really applies to me because I'm getting an event license, basically, which sort of right. supersedes um, the law. So as long it's as just a one-time thing, yeah. yeah and yeah. so as long as someone agrees that they want to do an event with me and I have their permission, right. then I'm allowed to do that. Um, but where a lot of food trucks do have trouble finding consistent locations, and there's only like a few that all the food trucks know about where they can go. So actually, in a way, of. you're solving their problem because if they're having trouble finding good places to park, they don't need it if they're going to events, and so you're actually helping solve their problem. I, yeah, I would like to think that, but I can only do so many events, and they're <laughs> right. all trying to make well, a partially. living. Yeah, yeah, I'm definitely helping and yeah. bringing some sort of extra voice to the community, which is right. cool. Yeah. So, for example, like I went to a wedding at the Rusty Nail, and it was all food trucks for the food, which was really cool. Yeah, and we do and a lot of that. Yeah, and so they, they, at the Rusty Nail, or we've done weddings. a bunch of stuff at the Rusty Nail. They need so they, it was um, so cool. Yeah. They just parked like five food trucks around the perimeter of it, and sort of that created the barrier. And then they just you know people went up, and they were able to you know get all you can eat from the food trucks or whatever, and the bridegroom yeah. had paid for that. And that was kind of a cool, creative way I thought to exactly. And that's actually the newest. Uh, stream of revenue we're working on is we meet with a ton of event planners and venues and we sort of will be your go-to person because no one getting married wants to plan five menus and five food trucks uh, and the, the wedding planner doesn't really know that much about that so that's something we're starting to do a lot of cool yeah huh. now will you uh tell us how people uh get in touch with you if and and what size i mean can you do an event that is two food trucks up to anything you want you have the budget (laughs) how many food trucks are in the city we work with over like 20 food trucks and i hear of new ones coming all the time so there's probably more than 20 in the city definitely yeah yeah Yeah. i I think of probably more than 20 yeah yeah Yeah. cool i mean uh so i mean how many events are you doing um it varies but like this month for example we just launched the saint claude food truck lot it was a six-week series every thursday to saturday um and we also just did this really big event we've started a series in the cbd for lunch that's every first week of the month so when and we have events in broadmoor we do like three to six six events a month three to six a month wow that's great so you're staying busy yeah. <laughs> and we also get hired a lot. Like Dirty Linen Night, we produce the food truck component and got the permits for that. So we do a lot of stuff with that. So you do all the food trucks for Dirty Linen Night? Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. How many tru- how many trucks are involved in that? Um, this year they had five. Oh, wow. On Royal Street, yeah. Very cool. So they're all clustered mm-hmm. together in one spot. And that's sort of like the food court of the we event. We actually spread kinda? it out all okay. around Royal Street. Oh, that's smart. Yeah. yeah. But Food and Wine Festival, they put it all in like a little food court, which is cool. Cool. 
Yeah. Interesting. Well, you think this is a fad or is this going to keep growing? It seems like it's really growing uh, quickly. Yeah, I think like it's a trend that is practical. Uh (laughs) So, I mean, for example, a lot of venues in New Orleans don't have kitchens built in. They're really old. And this is something that saves a lot of hassle. They can just pull right up. Um, And I also think in terms of being a small business owner, a food truck is a really easy way to start a business. It's a lot cheaper to build out a food truck, build a truck into a food truck than it is to to remodel or add a kitchen to a yeah. you know to a brick and mortar space, right? For sure. Absolutely. Yeah. It's got to be a lot cheaper. Mm-hmm. And um, what is the I mean, so you parked on Royal Street, so you don't need a lot of space. It's not like somebody has to have a lot. No, definitely and, not. And if you get uh, so if it's an event, is there a difference between like the CBD and St. Claude versus like a neighborhood or? I would just say the special event permits can be really hard to get and pricey. And especially if you're in a contentious neighborhood like the CBD where there's a lot of concentrated restaurants that um, thrive off of lunch business. And it's just being able to work with them and talk through it and make sure that everyone's okay with what's going on. Whereas on St. Claude, everyone's like, do what you want. We want business down <laughs> right, there. Right. Okay. So t- uh, what is the thing you're doing in the CBD? It's called Taste on Common, and it's every first Tuesday to Thursday of the month until April from 11 to 2, and it's at Common and Carondelet, and there's three food trucks a day from Tuesday to Thursday, so nine trucks throughout the week. Wait, from Tuesday through Thursday? Yeah, so Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday lunch. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, so then, lunch. And, and we just finished our first week, and it went awesome. And our next one is December 2nd, and you can find everything for Twitter, Facebook, Website, it's myhousenola.com. Now, is this like a full-time living for you? Are you like paying your rent just from this? Yeah, Is that working for you? Wow, so that's cool. It is, yeah. Oh, neat. All right. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's great, like, getting hired uh, by a lot of festivals that are much bigger than what we do to manage the food and the permits is something that's really great. And also brokering catering is something that we're continuing to grow. Oh, interesting. Well, I see your plus one is here. Why don't you introduce him to us and tell us why you brought him and how you know him? Um, this is Jordy Figueres, and he is a man of every trade, really, though. He's my mechanic, my graphic designer, <laughs> my pedicab driver. <laughs> 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 and, yeah, he's awesome. And he's from Spain. That's an important thing that you'll realize really quickly <laughs> when he starts talking. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't have any doubts about that. No one's <laughs> going to start not understanding anything. <laughs> I'm going to try to do my best. Yeah. So is there anything you don't do? Uh, yeah, actually, there's a lot of things that I don't do. <laughs> <laughs> That's another problem, you know? Um, He's also the best cook ever. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> so is there anything um, Barry's asked you to do that yeah. you're just like, oh, well... That's that's outside my comfort zone. Well, it's not the comfort zone. <laughs> it's like she's always keep asking for changes on the website. Be on the radio. <laughs> <laughs> Be on the radio. There you go. <laughs> uh, is this going to get you in trouble? What's your immigration status? Do you, that's do you what have it a, looks do like. Have it. A, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, we're not supposed to ask that. Okay, we got to cut that part out, Chris. Uh, is your work visa like for this particular job? Is that how should I not I should not uh, pr- press any further? No, no, yeah, yeah. Uh, 
I have work visa. I'm a legal immigrant here in the states. That's not a, that's not a thing. That's not a problem. Did you come here for this particular job, or were no, you already here? I came here to study at Tulane, <laughs> and I was studying at Tulane for the first two years. And when I graduated, then I started doing like a, I started working for a startup uh, that it was here in in uptown. It was called River Financial, and we were it was like a marketplace, a financial marketplace where we were uh, signing loans to people and we were like crowdfunding loans to business. And after after Rebirth, I just started like working by myself, freelancing websites, uh, other kind of technology services, and pedicabbing. Pedicabbing too. <laughs> and pedicabbing too, you know, wow. it's always there, yes. Oh, good. Are you still pedicabbing? You still find the time to do that? Yeah, and it's super fun to pedicab. And yeah, so I keep doing a couple of days at least per that's week. That's got to be such a workout. Yeah, that's the thing. You know, I can't I imagine. Li- doing I don't that. like to pay for the gym. I just go pay. <laughs> <laughs> you you make money at money. your gym. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they pay you to get a workout. Uh, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's always you always find a lot of interesting people and a lot of fun when you are on the street. Is there a lot of um, hawking? That is that the right word? Where you have to like get people to hire you on pedicabs or is are people running after you as you go by well yeah so in the pedicab industry we always ask like it's today like a good night or it's a slow night so when it's a slow night for sure that you need to hustle is what we're saying. oh hustle okay <laughs> and yeah when it's like a fast night we just sit and to the like the spots where people know that we are there and they just come and they ask, ask for a ride from point a to point b or Something like that. Yeah. Are you the only ex loan officer that's uh, that's doing this? <laughs> what are some of the other occupations that uh, of, of some of the pedicab drivers? Whoa, that's a good question. There is a lot of full time people, and then I know like people who work in a supermarket, people who work in the NASA. NASA? <laughs> yeah. So we got rocket scientists <laughs> doing this. You know, you do rockets, and on the side you pedicab. <laughs> wow. Or probably you pick up and then on the side you work in the NASA. Yeah. <laughs> the, the person who owns Jordy's pedicab company was in his class at business school at Tulane. Oh, wow. And his passion is just like repairing bikes, but now. Yeah. I'm not sure if that's his passion, but for sure that he loves bikes. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? Uh, Rob, Rob Lynch. Oh. Okay. So now, what are some of the other occupations uh, of some pedicab drivers, some of your colleagues? Yeah, I know that there is like graphic designers, yeah. there's DJs, uh, people who play guitar or instruments or musicians. There is uh, there is other tech people because I know about uh, a guy who assembles computers and all that yeah. is related with hardware. So I don't know. There is a lot of people who are looking for like. A, a very freedom job or a job that they let them to have a lot of freedom and yeah. like schedule their time in the way that it's better for them. You meet any dates on the job? Oh, wow. <laughs> <laughs> Are you allowed? Do you have dates? Yeah, yeah, with the, with the customers. Like you can't uh, I, I think that no one will complain if you date them when you finish your shift. Yeah, okay. okay. Yeah, no, <laughs> I mean. People try to slap your butt. Yeah, that's all the time. That's oh. <laughs> What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All the yeah. time? Like, how often? All the time. Look at me. <laughs> I've never gotten my butt slapped in, like, 30 years. I would love to get my you butt should, slapped by somebody. See, yeah, you should come Are one these Presbyterian minister yeah. slash petty? <laughs> you know what? That is not a bad idea. I, mean, what, I was just talking about how I need to lose some weight before the first of the year. I have, a, I have a once a year weigh-in, and I, I want to be lower than last year. I do, I do. And so 
this is brilliant. And I get my butt slapped, maybe? Well, I'm not yeah, you, yeah. though, so maybe not. I don't have the accent. <laughs> let me let me <laughs> ask you, though, because I took a pedicab, and the guy told us that he could not tell us anything about the city because oh. it would be considered a tour. A tour. Oh, come yeah. on. And Landrew! <laughs> oh, man, I can't stand I, it. I don't, and this would Ray, never happen under Nagin. Ray, I want him back. I want him back. <laughs> I think you would not be able to. No, I wouldn't be able to shut my mouth. I know yeah. I'd constantly be given all kinds of weird trivia. But he sounds like, like a rule follower. Him? No, the pedicab driver. What's that? The rule follower. Yeah, like I feel like you would give a I think he just tour. didn't want to talk to us to tell you the truth. <laughs> I think it was bullshit. Uh, I was going to ask you, is that true? Are you told that no, you're not supposed to say anything? No. We are not supposed to don't say anything, but we <laughs> cannot sell tours through the city. So You can't get paid to get... But if you want to talk, have a conversation... Well, for example, you, if you did if laps you had, around the same spot over... You're supposed to be transporting people. Yeah. If you kept going around the same territory with the same customer... Giving like you know that's historic considered information. a tour. That would yeah. be a tour, right? Yeah. But you well. could tell me about the uh, <laughs> brothel that uh, Ray went to. Uh, I'm sorry, not brothel. Brothel. When did I go to a brothel? How did it's I forget old, this? That the old cellar door, I think, is it used an, to be a brothel. Yes, I think it did. so. It did. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I did not know that. <laughs> but it's not. Could anymore. you tell? Could you give like someone a ride and say, "Oh, that building I'm dropping you off at is a historic," and then take them to? Uh, a food truck event. Well, I'm going to tell oh, you how I do it. Okay. <laughs> I'm not sure if I can do it or not, but I'm going to tell you how I do it. We're so if someone came to me and asked for a tour through the city, I'm going to say, I'm sorry, I'm not a tour guide. I cannot you give tour, but if you want, I'm going to give you a, a ride through the city where you're going to see all the sights of the city or all the sightseeing. And then if they bought it, I'm going to explain like what is our price and how we do it. But I will never sell as a tour. But yeah, once you are sitting in my bike, uh, I always explain as much as I know about the city. Oh, good. Without, you know, selling myself as a tour guide. Yes. But I will say like a friend or whoever's explain, you know, whatever. I'm shedding my knowledge (laughs) if you want to go like that. So So do you get asked like if somebody's looking for lunch... You could you oh. are you welcome to say, Oh yeah. my friend Barry is doing food trucks. Yeah, Can I absolutely I feel that and there is a lot of business who treat us very well just because they want us to bring to them people. Oh. So oh, yeah. that's another business around it. Well, it's not a business, but it's like a business relationship. Well, they treat you very well. Like what do they do? They they fifty percent off. Really? Yeah. So give yeah. Me an Okay, <laughs> wait, we better be we better <laughs> better I don't want to get him in trouble. He'll yeah, be the first, I, I, I you're going to be the first guest we ever got in trouble from the show. <laughs> I, think, I know. Of, yeah. All right. Get well, fired, let, yeah. yeah. Let's see. I want to know how y'all met. If uh, wait, yeah. Were you petty driving? Were you? Uh, no. Nope. We met at a party on New Year's. Did you slap his butt? <laughs> no. <laughs> she won it. Like, yeah. No, I don't think okay. so. <laughs> so a, a mutual friends party. Yes. Yes. We met at a mutual friends party and it was a very boring New Year's dinner. There were like six people there and no one was drinking and everyone was like about to go home and it was 11 o'clock and he walked in with his roommate and his roommate is almost seven feet tall and is one of the skinniest people I've ever seen and they look very funny next to each other. (laughs) (laughs) And they walked in and they were very... 
Because uh, Jordy's only six foot eight, yeah. so there was like a lot of disparity. <laughs> they look <laughs> really is. hysterical next to each other. You know, you're really cute. <laughs> and yeah, and so they, they livened up the party. They or? livened up the party completely, and we were all gonna go out together. But Jordy got on his bike and went by himself. I don't yeah. know where. Yeah. <laughs> Why? Why did you? Leave? Did you have a date? I don't remember. Actually, <laughs> I don't know. Wow. I think that he yeah, wasn't as was impressed with you as you were with him. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, it's just we were trying to figure out where to go, but you know that when no one's exactly take the decision. Yeah. So it was New Year's Eve, and I was like getting nervous. I was like, "Are we gonna do it? Are we gonna do it?" And at some point, after a couple hours, you know, of waiting for a movement, I just decided to go. Uh, and he's I independent. Mean, yeah, it was the first <laughs> night. I didn't know that many people in there. You yeah. know, so I didn't feel that guilty. Like, so like did you? Forge a, a relation, yeah, well, working relationship yes, that yes. night. He said in his on New Year's that he was going to have a pork party potluck the next day. A pork pulled, party, a pulled pork, a pulled pork party, pulled and that I love party. food, and that really excited me. So I got his phone number, and the next day I texted him about the pulled pork party. To what she said back, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> 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 he didn't remember. I don't. I was being a little salesman. I feel that night. Uh, <laughs> uh, <laughs> making stuff up. <laughs> well, actually, no. Actually, I was cooking pulled pork, but I never remember to sell it as a party. You know, I was I was cooking pulled pork for my roommate, for me, for like three more people. Yeah. And then when Barry was like, "Are you making a party?" You know, I thought <laughs> that it was like something big that I kind of sell it, and I, I got nervous. Like, no, no, <laughs> no party. It's <laughs> done. <laughs> the pool party. We already ate it. But, yeah. but then yeah. our first time hanging out again, it was my turn to be rude because I told him to meet me at a concert, and it was one of my favorite bands, and it was sold out. Okay. And I said, "Okay, I'm gonna go in." <laughs> <laughs> Lucius. Okay. Yeah, at yeah. Gasa Gasa, it okay, was a yeah. really good. Yeah. Oh, so you, you blew him off? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Did you go there? He and had then biked she was from like, the Bywater to Ferret Street. And I was like, I already Wait, have Wait, he tickets. biked from the Bywater to Ferret Street? <laughs> and then you just went inside? Yeah. Yes. And then he said, yes, this is the woman I want to work for. Yes. Yes. Yes, yes exactly. <laughs> Your parents must be frightened. <laughs> what are you doing? You come to America, you, you go to a great college, and you say, "Yeah, I'm going to go work for this woman who like leaves me standing on the sidewalk, and I'm going to ride bikes." Like, are they are they nervous for you? Uh, well, I think that they always be nervous, so <laughs> but yeah, they can handle that too. I mean, they're also they're like, "What is our son doing out of Spain?" <laughs> are you still in college? No, I'm done. Okay, I'm you done. graduated. Yeah. So they come visit you? Uh, they came. Yeah. They yeah. like it here? Yeah, they love it, actually. Cool, cool. I was a little nervous because they don't speak English, and I think that, I don't know, they're very used to traveling in Europe, but not in America, so it's like yeah. food, cultural thing, like how everything or this trip is going to go, and they really love it, so, yeah. Ah. Now, what's what's your, um? you have a favorite place to eat Spanish food in New Orleans? Now? But, but by the way, we should preface... Like, I, growing up, I always heard, you know, Italy and France were the places that everybody said had the best food in Europe. And now the foodies all say, at least it's, like, cool Spain. to say, Spain. Spain's the best food in Europe. Spain's the best, you know. So I'm sure you're going to agree with that. But, like, what, what uh, is there, is there you know, spa- local, you know, is there Spanish cuisine here that you enjoy? Like, where do you go when, you, when you're feeling homesick and you want something that seems familiar? Yeah. Like, kind of comfort food that seems familiar. Okay. So I really don't have a Spanish place where I go. And so you don't it, like any of them, is what well, you're saying? Well, I think that there are only no. I think that there are only like three restaurants, right, or right. at least 
I know three of them. One is one Mimi's. Closed. One is Mimi's. Yeah, Mimi's. Yeah. That I go there sometimes for little tapas. Yeah. Uh, then there is the one in Esplanade, Lola's cassette. Lola. Oh yeah, Lola's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lola's. That I've been there and I didn't realize that was Spanish. Yeah. Yeah. So. And then there is that one in Carrollton or behind Carrollton that they do paellas. Yeah, it's gone now. I think you talk oh, about really? the, you about the one next to Nino's in Lebanon. Yes. Yeah, just I think I I may be wrong, but I believe it closed oh, down. Oh no, you're talking about Cafe Granada that I never yeah, yeah. been there. But then there is another one behind like the strip mall where there is supper cuts. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I yeah. never been. Oh, to that uh, one. Riverbend over in Riverbend. You're talking about yes. no, kind of closer to uh, St. Charles. Like yes. on Hampson, yes. maybe back yes. there. Or, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that place is good too. Really, I never I been there. Oh, okay. Yeah, probably. Well, to me, I don't know. I'm not from Spain. So actually, when I really <laughs> want to feel my uh, the Spanish, uh, f- I mean, I'm missing it—the Spanish food or drink—I go to Baganal and I have like a good wine uh-huh. from Spain. <laughs> 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 or I go to Mimi's and I have like these little tapas. Uh-huh. But that's that's my favorite restaurant. I'm trying to find the picture, but I can't. But his friend just visited, and he had like this huge pack, and it was his first time in America. His friend did not speak English uh-huh. and he get, got off the plane and I'm not kidding took off like half of the pack and Jordy's mom had sent Jordy a garbage bag full of Spanish cheeses <laughs> oh. <laughs> literally had a garbage bag on the plane yes yeah. it was full like it took up like half his luggage and we were like oh my god I can't believe you decided to do this that's so nice he was like no Jordy's mom is just really bossy and she made me do it <laughs> wow that's true yeah. is that legal Yes, it's legal with the cheese. It's illegal with the ham. Uh. So I'm not asking anymore to any of my friends to bring me ham because I used to do it, but then on the border, you know, they just throw it away in front of <laughs> your eyes. What's, and that's what's not the difference cool. between ham and cheese? Why it's curried meal? I um, there's certain products, yeah. Meat, meat is in general harder than. Well, it's meat that it's been it raw meat. You know, it's dry, oh. but it's raw. It's been oh, it's cooked. Ro- oh, okay. Uh, so it's like cured, but not yeah, cooked? Yeah, exactly. Okay. And that's really hard to to send through the border or to import here in America. There is like a very strict regulation yeah. for this kind of product. And the cheese, it's, very, it's much more easier, so you don't have any problem. Okay. Uh, now, what part of Spain are you from? I'm from the north of Barcelona, okay. between Barcelona and French on the coast. Oh, okay. Yes from a, a small town, but I've been living in Barcelona for the last 10 years before I moved here. So, yeah. Girona, Barcelona. All right. So are your parents um, into food? As I mean, it, or is it just c- cultural, or do you cook like, are you a fine food uh, I always cook? like to cook. I like to learn a lot of things by myself and... You know, I always like it to cook and to keep improving and to try new things. So for, to answer your question, no, my mom or my dad are not very much into food. My mom is a teacher and my dad used to work in a bank. But I has I have a couple people in my family that yeah they are like uh, I, chefs. So. I feel like that's oh. such a cultural difference though, like because I would say my mom and dad aren't into food, but they literally like buy canned meat and canned tomato sauce. But the other words, you're like oh. my mom's been canning, and you oh, show no, me a picture yeah. of your dad going <laughs> mushroom picking. I'm like that's yeah, it. yeah, yeah that's yeah, into yeah. food. Well, <laughs> the people that aren't into food in Spain are way more into food than yeah. the people that are in America. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's true. My house yeah, yeah. is very beautiful when you sit yeah. down at the table. Yeah, yeah. And everything, it's harbor inside uh, the house. Well, I just think everybody in Western Europe eats way better than Americans do for the most part, too. We're still yeah. trying to catch up. We were so into practicality and 
fro we you know everybody just gushed about frozen vegetables for generations <laughs> yeah. and stuff yeah. too you know <laughs> my generation just sucked but now now being um an international probably one meal that you miss uh well maybe you don't but uh do you get to have you had a lot of home cooked like thanksgiving meals in people's homes uh, actually, yes. Oh, good. Okay, because I was going to suggest Barry take you back to Detroit <laughs> for one. I'm trying. Uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Actually, are yeah. you going home for Thanksgiving? I am. I'm so excited. Ah, okay. Yeah. It's like everybody I know under under thirty goes home for Thanksgiving, and then you town. stop after thirty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. Our, I mean, our church is like one third the size of uh, Thanksgiving Sunday because really? everybody's young and they all go home. That makes sense. Yeah, it just sucks. I hate it. <laughs> Barry, I'm, I'm is your family gonna make canned i'm gonna make turkey. it okay when i go home i cook uh, yeah. wow. I oh, really? my family like i last time i was home i bought garlic and my mom had no idea how to open it or what to do with it wow like Thank a clove of garlic here and she's not listening to this <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, unfortunately she can listen to this this is like i won't tell yeah, her okay to. don't tell her <laughs> yeah uh, the garlic uh, it's she doesn't she didn't know what to she do doesn't know what it, it is <laughs> wow <laughs> Y'all, uh, we co- we have come to the part of the show called Off the Menu, and uh, it is uh, the part where we ask you questions that you wouldn't be asked on a job interview. Maybe maybe something crazy as a pedicab driver, but but I don't think you would be asked these questions in a um, you know applying for school at Tulane or you know. <laughs> But cool. uh, so, uh, Barry, I have a question for you. And, and yeah. this is very serious I'm ready. business. Okay. No. <laughs> um, what would you rather? And this comes from my eight-year-old. Sorry. Okay. Great. I'm warning you. Okay, what would be you dirty. rather? That's good. <laughs> Could be. <laughs> <laughs> what would you rather? Drink um, puddle water from Bourbon Street after a... Uh, food truck event or toilet water? Definitely toilet water. <laughs> definitely oh, no, toilet definitely water. Definitely toilet water. At least you know what you're getting. Toilet water? Definitely, like for sure. I feel like if I step in toilet water, I don't freak out. But if I step in one of those puddles, I actually get like my whole body. <laughs> chill. Yeah, you have to you have to amputate that foot. Yeah. <laughs> Mikva bath or something after that. Mikva That's like. Got to got to fix that foot. Wow. You're okay. a real Jew. Uh, yeah, I know a few things. So. <laughs> okay, Jordi, I want for you. What's a what's a typical American food that you still haven't tried yet since you've been here? Like like you've never had pizza, you've never had hamburger or something like that. What's something that would shock our listeners to hear that you've been here how many years now? Uh, four. Four years. What's something that you haven't tried? Uh, the banana frosts. I've never had a banana frost too. What are you talking about? I don't about? know what oh, a no, banana no, frost is. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but as Foster. Yes. yes. Oh, okay. Now that's that's criminal. All banana right. frost we don't care about. Okay. okay. Wow. Yeah. You haven't had a banana's Foster? No. What is wrong with you? That was invented here in New Orleans. I too. know. That's the thing. I have a lot of tourists that they ask me about the best <laughs> restaurant for a banana Foster. You just hate bananas or I, what? I I don't know. All the restaurants that I go, they are never in the dessert. So or I don't know. I just I never had one. All right. Make that your goal this week. All right. All right. <laughs> that's gonna become your that's your that's your nickname to me when I see you, Foster. Yeah, so I want to know: Foster. is there any um, food that you your close friends or Barry just loves, and you pretended to like it? An American food that, or or you just you thought it was nasty, but it's pretty common. Whoa, 
Can I ask? Can you I know. Re- okay. Like what is example, something you've tried that African is like friend yuck? Who, when she got here, had lobster, or some, somebody tried to give her lobster and it freaked her out. It was like it's like eating a big cockroach. If you don't grow up with it, to us it's second nature. Like, oh, this is delicious. But she'd never seen something like that. It was just horrific. It was like a monster on her plate. And it really, it, it really did. It did a number on her. Anything uh, like that? Well, yeah, but I, under, I understand the probably doesn't. I mean, I'm a big fan of pig feet and Turkish snacks. <laughs> <laughs> pig's feet. I've never had pig's feet. You pig's see? feet, pretty good. Yeah, really? No, but yeah. something you really Turkey don't next? get is how I eat cottage cheese with everything. Yeah, that's probably true. Wow, I don't get that either. <laughs> yeah, just put it with fruit or honey, you know? I don't get it. We see that. Both of those things actually sound I, great. I like it with tuna fish. Oh! <laughs> leave, leave. Wow, that's horrible. Both those things are I awful. Know. But I know. For some reason, my mom, when I was the growing up. The worse than tuna fish is tuna fish with cottage well, cheese. Well, this is really <laughs> gross. My mom used to cut open a cantaloupe and spoon out the seeds and then put tuna fish and cottage cheese in the middle. What? <laughs> and I would eat them all together. Don't go there for Thanksgiving. Don't do it. <laughs> I was like, I was really skinny. It's like a very healthy <laughs> thing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna go on the cat, the cantaloupe that tuna fish diet. That should be your diet before New yeah. Year's. <laughs> that is hysterical. Yeah, <laughs> that's <is> horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's, that could be your first book, your first diet book. Yeah, why not? <laughs> Everybody will lose weight on that. No one will want to eat. Yeah, exactly. You can, you can have all the tuna fish and cantaloupe you want <laughs> as long as you have them together. Exactly. <laughs> which cot, which so kind wait, of cheese? I, this is maybe too personal. But um, what are do you two see e- each other or different people? Are you s- is that uh, because I mean these are kind of interesting things. I don't know how you would know about her uh, cottage cheese and tuna. <laughs> oh, we spent a lot of time together. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> that sounds like a political answer. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Uh, yeah, I can see other people. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking uh, at us right now. <laughs> Okay, well, they're both <laughs> blushing, so I have a feeling that that's going down. A, I mean, hmm. Okay, all right, let's not go there. All right. <laughs> so, secret. Barry, um, <laughs> let me interrogate you a little bit. Yeah, now, go for it. Now, what kind of house did you live in that had <laughs> events? I mean, that sounds sounds like a really fun place to live. Well, actually, when you're introduced to New Orleans. It's a very interesting thing. I don't know if you guys have heard of it. It's called the Moisha House, and it's an international um, Jewish organization that gets funding internationally. It's in almost every country in the world, and basically. Um, the Jewish community is trying to uh, create a home base for people in their 20s who are living somewhere where they're not from. And so we get half of our rent off in order to put on six events for the Jewish community a month. So that's what I lived in. Um, and wow. it was awesome. It was on Constance and Washington. And I had three roommates and they stipended our rent and gave us a program budget. And we put on a bunch of different um, events for the Jewish community. Oh, that's and right near where you work, too. specifically for that's right the behind Jewish it. community? Okay. Yeah, cool. I mean, like, yeah, well, it's open to the public, but yeah, there, it's focused on Jewish community. That's a lot of events. How do you get that many Jews to go to, to events? That's a lot. Oh, uh, yeah, it's it's actually it ended <laughs> up sometimes like just being events. That, I mean, we would go to see speakers. We would have Shabbat dinner. We would have cook offs. We would have That's a lot of work. Yeah, it was a lot of work. 
Was it worth the half off your rent? Definitely. Oh, I lived, I paid like 250 and like our program budget means I usually had groceries for the whole month. Oh, nice. Yeah. And now the, the Moisha house currently is on Dauphine and Esplanade and it's super beautiful. Oh, wow. um, yeah. It was really cool. Nice. And it's it's a great way to create community. Yeah, and it, it really and worked. Now, are the you were other people living there like you, like new to, new to New Orleans? Yeah, it's all. It's mostly people who aren't from New Orleans who are relatively new. Yeah. Oh, neat. Fun. It was awesome. really fun. It was very interesting, and it, it's definitely like I had a lot of people who are like local New Orleanians, African-American who were like working in the kitchen at Coquette and they would come to Passover dinner and like, <laughs> learn about everything. It was really cool. Yeah. You do a circumcision on them. Yeah, exactly. You know, <laughs> <laughs> Briss. Exactly. Like, you know what this is? You'll find out. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so he, you, you probably have not done a pulled pork event. There. <laughs> I thought you were going to say you're probably not circumcised. <laughs> oh, that's what I was going to say, too. He, was getting ner- he thought that, too. He was getting no. nervous. Y'all can't handle a little uh, asking if you're, see- if you're seeing other people. I wasn't going to go there. I'm I don't know. I've seen you do man. worse. I've seen you do worse. <laughs> Are you, uh, yes. I'm trying to be nice. Yeah. But is there a large uh, Jewish community in uh, where you're from? Uh, or any? Do you did you grow no. up with any? No, yeah, yeah, zero. I but was I was close to be sarcastic, but no. Yeah, I, I think it, Isabella and Ferdinand uh, uh, took care of that. Well, right? that's the funniest thing is <laughs> in his, the 1400s, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but the funniest thing is his hometown about, is where like all the, the Jewish people, people go. Yeah. Like, oh, really? His hometown is rooted in like the most historical Jewish history. So like, it's like all the tourists are like sixty and over Jewish people what? <laughs> from like America. Which is why? Yeah, that's true. Why? Uh, why what? Oh, like what's Florida. the history? So, so the history is like uh, it's a it's a city. It's one of the main cities of Catalonia. That is a region of Spain. Yeah. But uh, oh. it's kind of a small. And it was very, it was like a big Jewish community there. And at some point, I want to say that, I don't know, I mean, <laughs> uh, they kicked out the Jewish, if you want to say it like that. Uh, and right now, there is a lot of uh, architectonic heritage and a lot of Jewish things in the city. It's oh, very cool. beautiful. And there is like a lot of tourists that they come from here from America just to visit the city and see like the roots and like the history and things like that. Wow, I've heard of this before. Yeah. Now th- that brings up a point. So you're in Catalonia there, okay? So you are you for the Catalonian independence or, uh, yeah, or not? Yeah, I don't know. You if are you're here. We voted yesterday after. Yeah, you, that's yeah, what I heard about. Okay, yeah. so you, you, wait, did you get the vote? Absolutely. No, no. Actually, oh. I have my I have few friends that they are living here in America that they are from Catalonia and they had the chance to vote. But me, it was not a, an option to vote from here, from New Orleans. So I need oh. to fly to San Francisco or to New York. Oh, there's certain uh, embassies set yes. up, places. Okay, yes, okay. exactly. We don't have a, consul, a Spanish consulate here. Actually, I don't think that it was about the consul. I think oh. that it was like a volunteers, you know, and oh, like oh. to be subscribed, right. you know, in, with time in advance to like all this abudation oh. process. Um, but it was nothing here in New Orleans, so I didn't vote. How'd the vote turn out? Do we know yet? Yes. It's, well, the day of today, it's like 80% in favor of yes, of succeeding from Spain. 80%? Yes. <laughs> That's like, you know, in Ireland, they haven't had anything like that. Yeah, That's I crazy. Know. But there is the concern that not many people went to vote. What it means that I hear that over 2 million went to vote, but 
the total population. Two is, million. Yes. Right, because the whole population of Spain is what, like thirty-eight million, something like that. Yes, but the, so that's a big area. So though, the huh? population of Spain, of Catalonia, it was over five million. Okay. So okay. it's a little less than fifty percent. Right. And we keep. We were asking like more than fifty percent for being this votation. Uh, yeah, I'm saying five million out of like forties. That's like uh, that's 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 a lot of people. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's a big part of Spain. Yes. Yes. But yeah. I mean, it's here, like one eighth. Yeah, it's one eighth. But yeah, I'm very good at sixth grade. Math. I got that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Aren't so, you impressed they knew the population of Spain off the top of my head? Yeah, I didn't know what yeah, that up. Yeah, Was yeah, I right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's that's a trick. 40. That's one of my trick guys, the tricks I have. But back to Barry. Yes. So did you um, grow up Jewish? And is that why you were know about it and affiliated with yes. the Moisha House? Or is yes. A- I did go to a Jewish high school. She's faking it for the rent Detroit. break. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my roommate did do that, actually. What? One, for like one month. It was a very temporary roommate. She was like Irish and she pretended to well, be Well, his name was Morgan Wolf and it was a Wolf. very... Wolf. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I know him. Yeah. Um, you just outed him on this, though. It's wow. fine. He lives in Nicaragua now. He, no, doesn't, he doesn't care. care. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I grew up... Um, very culturally Jewish. And, and what was that like in Detroit? Um, so this, uh, Detroit is like one of the most segregated places in oh. the United States with like the one of the wealthiest Jewish communities in the United States and also one of the hmm. biggest Arab populations yeah. outside of the Middle East. Right. And it's a really interesting I mean, place Dearborn to grow up. like the yeah. capital of America. Think, my, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And my town where I'm from, it's... It sort of exists only in my town, but there's this population called Chaldeans, which are Christian Iraqis from yes. Chaldea, Iraq. I know about them. Yeah, 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 a lot of people do not, so that's awesome. Yeah. And they, they, so like where I'm from is like trivia. Jewish and Chaldean, and that's it. And we're actually very similar cultures. Like I was, was going to say, you probably look a lot alike, you know. Too, everyone right? thought I was Chaldean. I was going to say, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and it's super like they call their grandparents like boaters, like right off the boat. It's like very similar to Jewish people in America like two generations ago. They're awesome. So yeah. Well, what's the name of the town? Did West Bloomfield, it? Michigan. West West Bloomfield, okay. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. Very interesting. All right, so so how often do your parents come visit? Um, like once or twice a year and I meet them on trips a lot. Yeah. They, I mean, your mom probably has a hard time finding, um, cantaloupe, uh, tuna fish with <laughs> yeah, exactly. cheese on the menu. <laughs> it's true. So it's gotta be rough on her to come here. It's yeah. true. Not a lot of canned meats here for her and all that. <laughs> yeah. The food's too good for her. <laughs> <laughs> or, or too bad. Depending or on too your, bad. <laughs> now what's the Chaldean food like? Is it, is it oh, like hummus so and like whatever? Yeah. Or is it something... A lot of grape leaves. It's very, oh. very Middle Eastern. It's oh, cool. awesome. Yeah. Oh, wow. Really So you got to have cooks. a lot of those restaurants in town. Definitely. Grew up. Yeah. yeah. I love that food. Yeah. Wow. Now, have, has anyone um, come to move? Has anyone come to visit and loved New Orleans so much and, and decided to stay because you've shown them a good time? I've actually convinced um, four friends to move here since I moved here. Excellent. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, that, okay. <laughs> I'm going to get my soapbox again. If one out of two people currently living in New Orleans in, it, we were able to convince a friend to move here, that's all we would need to have the population of New Orleans be not only much higher than it was before Katrina, but higher than it was before white flight into the suburbs in the 70s, you know, before everybody ran to Jefferson Parish and the North Shore. It would, be, it would be pretty close to its peak in all of history if just one out of two people got one. You got four. So, so you did two. the work of like eight. Yeah, cool. Yeah. 
Great. Are they Keep all working up. for you? Or no. Uh, um, well, that's even better if you get an appointment. <laughs> no. Well, you know, That'd we're running great. we're running out of time, and I just want to ask you, what's next with uh, your business and with the food truck? Uh, you know, sort of culture, or you know, yeah. your business specifically, or whatever. We only have a couple minutes left. So cool. Well, next Tuesday is Eat More and Broadmore at the Rosa Color Library, and oh, cool. it'll be really fun. It's a great event. We have this awesome band called Shotgun Double playing. Um, they're awesome, and then the Taste on Common will start up again December second. And besides that, we're really just working on a lot more of private events and getting hired to coordinate the food component of different events around the city. Um, And things are going really well, and we're going to continue to keep growing. Great. Well, I'm very excited. This is good to know. You're. This is a great resource for people to know, too. Yeah. Because a lot of folks like say, oh, I'd love to get a food truck. At my, I had a food truck at a party. We had somebody for the birthday at my house, and it was kind of hard to know how to, like, contact and whatever. And this is – you could be the – you're the uh, entry point for the whole exactly. food truck culture for people. You can be. Yeah. That's great. So tell us about your website, yeah. um, uh, Facebook yeah. uh, page, whatever, any other kind of contact information people need to have. Yeah. So website designer is Jordi Figueres, <laughs> and it's www.myhousenola.com, and Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. We have a really great Instagram where we talk about a lot of restaurants in the city, and we do a lot of pictures of food. So that's a good one. It's at myhousenola. At my house, Nola. Yep. Awesome. Well, and thank Jordy, you so much. Yeah. do you have anything that you would like to plug, like a website for your graphic, for your uh, web business, or any? You know any what's th- the problem? I never have time for my website. Okay. And it's a little shame to say it, but I'm gonna say, it. the name of the website is Power by Fix. Power but, by Fix. He loves yeah. figs. The fruit. Oh, figs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Dot com. Powered by figs. Oh, powered by figs. Excellent. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> like your pedicab. Yeah. That could be for the pedicab business, too. I mean, <laughs> powered by figs. That's true. That you wouldn't have the steam to yeah. be able to ride people around without the figs. <laughs> His wow. Facebook is like figs from space. The figs from space? Yeah. You are an <laughs> interesting person. <laughs> oh, he's going like, to have Fix. Hundreds of people after tonight oh, yeah. trying people to Facebook friend him. Spanish, it's fine. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So say it one more time. What? 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 what where we want to send people? Powered by figs. Powered by figs. Yeah. Okay. Dot com. Dot com. Okay. All right. Well, thank you so much for joining us. It's been a delight. Thank you. Uh, our guests tonight have been uh, Barry Schwartz of My House Nola and Jordy Figueres. Also of My House Nola and also of PoweredByFigs.com. Yes. Yes. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. And thank you to our sponsors. Do we? Petite yep. Pet Care yes. and uh, Chappies. Chappies, our host. Yes. Yep. Come by for the pork chop night on Mondays. Five to nine. Ten dollars. Good deal. Okay. Well, good night. Midnight Menu Plus One is produced by Margot Moss, Grant Morris, and me, Ray Kanata. Our technical director is Chris Keogh. You can find photos from tonight's show on our website, itsneworleans.com. On itsneworleans.com, you can also check out our blog. You can listen to lots more episodes of Midnight Menu Plus One and our other shows, including Out to Lunch, Happy Hour, True to the Game, and Mindset. You can hook up with me and Margo anytime by following Midnight Menu Plus One on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. You can also Google Midnight Menu Plus One, and we come right up. The fabulous audio quality of this show is brought to us by PreSonus Audio. For more information about PreSonus recording equipment, go to PreSonus.com. Midnight Menu Plus One is a production of INO Broadcasting for itsneworleans.com. 
For all of us here at Midnight Menu Plus One, thanks for joining us. I'm Ray Kanata. And I'm Margot Moss. We look forward to seeing you back here next week on Midnight Menu Plus One. You know Labor Day signals the unofficial end of summer, but not the end of your outdoor projects. Lowe's helps you do it right and helps you save with Labor Day deals throughout the store. Shop now and get two bags of Stay Green Potty Mix for $12. And keep your lawn looking neat and trim with a Craftsman 2-Cycle 17-inch gas string trimmer now $20 off at just $119. Whatever's still on your to-do list this Labor Day, do it right for less. Start with Lowe's. Offers valid through 828. Soil offer excludes Alaska and Hawaii, U.S. only.